Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said screw it. Screw it. I said, oh, I'ma make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit Damn, I fucking knew it I'm blowing up quick I said, boom, bitch I could give Welcome a back to our This will either be three or four episode um, Three or four episodes in We're not sure, we're not keeping track But we're excited that you're here Alyssa, hello, how hey. are you? Hello, everybody Thanks for listening live How's your day today, Shantae? How was your trip to Vegas? Oh my gosh. It was great. Very short and sweet. Uh, Connected with some really great people in the entrepreneurial space. So we got some exciting things coming up with the path to goals. And yeah, it was just really great to connect with these folks and do some business planning and do some hiking. Kevin and the dogs were able to come with me. I saw that. Um, Road tripping on the new truck. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the new truck. It's pretty awesome. I love having a truck. <laughs> you can put so many things in it. Um, game changer. I know. Huge game changer. And I, of course, classic Shantae move, booked an Airbnb in like a really bad part of town. <laughs> the price was great though. The price is great. <laughs> Price is great. The inside looked amazing. And the inside was great. I mean, it was just a cute Charming. Charming. And then thank God that Kevin came with me because, I mean, I had no idea and I could barely find the place myself. And so we were stuck like 15 minutes trying to find it. And I was like, yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been able to do this if you weren't here. Um, (laughs) And then he, I don't know, he just kept saying like he didn't want me to go outside by myself. (laughs) It was that dog. And Kevin knows. He's street smart. Kevin knows he's street smart. And uh, yeah, there's just a lot of homeless people around that. That's what it was. Um, And, you know, just mentally, like mentally ill ill people like Mm -hmm. screaming outside. And I was like, oh, "Oh, wow. This isn't um, a great place. But Did it bring uh, you back to your San Francisco days? (laughs) And LA. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, But yeah. How are you? How was your week so far? Good. Good. Fern had, Fernando's my husband, by the way, he had a late work meeting. And so it was a whole day of solo parenting with a toddler. So yesterday was rough, but we're good. We hit the gym today. We got some Jamba Juice after and she's napping. So we're all good over here. And it's Friday for, well, you're listening to this live on a Monday, but for us, it's a Friday. Yeah. So yeah. How was the solo parenting? Oh, a full day. I don't know how single parents do it. I really don't. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I really don't. It's 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 a long day. It's a really really long day for sure. Oh well, I'm mm-hmm. glad you're back and you guys are in your normal routine again. Mm-hmm. So today we are going to talk about pregnancy and body image. As many of you know, I'm currently pregnant. 
and this was something. This will be something I mention probably every single podcast until I have the baby. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> just so you know, I'm pregnant. This large thing on the side of my on the front of my body is a human be- being grown in my uterus. Oh my gosh, she was kicking so much oh. yesterday, like all day. I'm like, damn, are you gonna go to sleep anytime? Soon? <laughs> What's <laughs> like, happening? Just like punching my stomach. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And then finally he's calmed down a little bit today. Uh, but body image is something that we wanted to talk about, uh, because especially during pregnancy, it definitely impacts your self-esteem and I mean, your body is just going through so many changes during pregnancy. And as I mentioned in our previous episodes, Uh, I did struggle with a lot of body image issues in my early 20s, and pregnancy is something that I have always feared, if I'm being completely honest, Um, and I have made so much progress, not just aesthetically over the years, but internally and mindset-wise. For the past like three or four years, I've just been in such a great, healthy spot with not only my food, but my body image, my confidence, um, my my clothing style, like all of these different things. And I just had a lot of, uh, confidence in multiple areas of my life. And so, um, pregnancy was definitely something that I feared because I didn't want those, um, all of that work that I have been, um, building up over the years to be impacted. And it has a little bit, but it hasn't been as bad as I thought, which is good. Um, and Alyssa obviously has already mm-hmm. been through it. She has a th- almost three-year-old. And so, yeah, we're just going to you know, share our own experiences. And then Alyssa's going to go into talking about what exactly is bo- body image and what is actually going on when we are having a poor image of ourselves. Um, Alyssa, do you want to talk about yeah. your experience when you're sure. pregnant with Mila? Oh my gosh. I think, well, we had talked about this so many times as we were kind of getting into that, getting into our marriages and like kids were on the table <laughs> and we were both terrified. We talked about this all the time. Like, oh my yeah. God, we're going to get pregnant. We're going to have to get, we're getting all this weight. Like you hear other women and I'd say we're on the, maybe not the tail end. I think we're, oh, we've seen a lot of high school friends get married, have kids year you know, five, six, I think some of my, our friends or acquaintances from high school Mm -hmm. have kids that are seven now. And so, right. Isn't that crazy? So I think we're, I think we're probably about average, but when it comes to just acquaintances, people were doing this in their early or mid twenties. And so coming across (laughs) what what? having kids in my 20s. No, absolutely not. (laughs) But across other moms in spaces, you know, out and about, it was always, and even online, social media, you know, Instagram, it's just like kids ruin your body. Like it's all downhill from here. Like oh God, that was the worst. I think that's the worst part. Like you never hear any, or at least back then there was mm-hmm. no positive like aspect of pregnancy. It was always, you're hearing all the negative stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's all downhill. You're never going to get your body back. You feel like shit. You're always exhausted. It's like, Jesus yep. Christ, like, why are yep. you having <laughs> People would make pregnancy to be out, be this horrible thing, how uncomfortable. And to be honest, uh, even through my third trimester, I felt great. Oh, <laughs> I did yeah, not I remember, feel. Yeah, I remember you said that you loved being pregnant. Yeah. I had a great time. And then in truth, it's not everyone's journey. Some people do have rough pregnancies. The first trimester was rough for me. It was awful. It was awful. I was showing up a lot, but it was 
you know, 17 weeks or whatever. Um, but yeah, the, the process, I think anytime you're changing your body, whether it be through pregnancy, losing weight, gaining weight, it's, you're changing your identity in a sense. Yeah. And so be changing bodies sizes is hard, whether it is smaller or bigger, it's hard either way. And so I love that we are going to discuss body image because yes, we titled this pregnancy and body image, but it really applies for weight loss, weight gain. Like a lot of people, like we do have clients coming to us to build muscle. And I would say even through the process of building muscle, you have to be in a surplus and it gets uncomfortable. It gets, it's uncomfortable gaining yeah. weight, whether yeah. it be through pregnancy or through muscle gain. Yeah, absolutely. It's very similar, but you know, when you are building muscle and actually going through a, a bulking cycle, I mean, you kind of have to work through that and know why you're doing it. And, you know, you're eating past comfort and you're lifting really heavy and you're not feeling the best because you can't fit in any of your clothes. Mm -hmm. And so it's just part of the process. Um, but I would say that the difference between bulking and pregnancy is that bulking, there's another goal to look after <laughs> look forward to after you're done bulking, right? Then you're like, all right, time to cut and see what I've built under here. <laughs> and like, and then you go into that and then it's super exciting. So that's what I loved. And I always looked forward to after end of a bulking cycle. I'm like, oh my God, yes, this is going to be awesome. I'm well, to be fair, you shared similar. You're like, I can't wait to have this baby to then train my butt off and just show other oh, women yeah. what is possible. For so, sure, for sure. Yeah, I guess so. But it's, not, <laughs> you know, it's, a little bit it's a little bit different. I feel like, or maybe I just haven't like bolted in a really long time. But before I got pregnant, I forget if I shared this in the earlier episodes, but I was in, essentially in a bulking cycle because um, I just wasn't eating enough and I was actually over training. Um, so I was, my lifestyle was set up to maintain my aesthetics, but it wasn't set up to um, increase the chances of pregnancy. So I had to do a lot of lifestyle modifications, slowing down, reduce my stress, less training, eat a little bit more. And I really focused on um, hard training sessions during the day that days that I was training. So I was only training three days per week and I was eating a lot more, eating a lot more dietary fats, um, making sure that, you know, uh, I was incorporating more omega threes and folate acid and a lot of vitamins and nutrients to increase, you know, a healthy environment for a baby. And, um, yeah, I, I, I remember feeling like really uncomfortable in multiple different ways in my clothes, but also like thinking like, my, with my personality, I am at a level 10 at all times. I love chasing goals. I love being challenged. And so the whole idea of just slowing down, doing less and eating more was very challenging for me. And then I get pregnant and now I'm like in this other stage. So I'm going to be away from my former identity for quite some time, I feel like. And it's um, and that's an, a challenge in itself too. And like, I think this ties into how you just feel about your changing body and your old identity and, um, how you kind of have to let some things go temporarily until you are in a space where you feel confident enough to kind of, you know, get back in the swing of things. Um, I don't know if you wanted to add anything else to what you were experiencing during maybe post-pregnancy. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I feel because of the work I probably have done over the last 12 years, it wasn't as traumatic as I thought. <laughs> like seeing yeah. your body postpartum, I actually was 
I took pictures. I have pictures right, you know, day after having Camila. Um, and I remember looking at them and not feeling sad or upset. I knew it was going to be temporary. Um, and so I was really actually in a good headspace and I just started small. I just started walking. When I did start working out six weeks after, it was just working out in my gym um, and in my uh, garage. And so, yeah, it, it didn't affect me. I think it was the pre-pregnancy, I was more terrified than actually during the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I also know that before pregnancy, you, I mean, your habits are just so different. Like, I think you tighten up a lot on your habits after you got pregnant. Mm -hmm. Before Mm -hmm. you you got pregnant, you were drinking wine every weekend, you're a social butterfly, you're, you know, eating this and that. And then when you had Camila, I mean, it just changed. Like you were like, okay, no more alcohol. Like, yep. Yeah. Obviously, no more. (laughs) It's so interesting. I think more people drink alcohol after kids because it's like, I can't even, I have to drink the alcohol. But I've actually steered away from alcohol. Um, I was definitely drinking more alcohol prior to Camila. Um, and now we, we rarely drink. We lit, we like, we wanted to move to Temecula cause we wanted to be near all the wineries and we never go. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I was like, so, you know, the first like six months of moving here, I was like trying to find the best winery. And then eventually I'm like, why am I going to buy a wine membership? I'm never going to come here. I'll just pay for the wine once I, you know, the t- one time get the bottle. Yeah. The yeah, once a year we bottle. go. Yeah. The one time per year that I go. Um, cool, cool. So, um, yeah, I mean, and you know, like I mentioned, I'm currently pregnant and I'm, I'll be 28 weeks next week. Um, but by the time you guys listen, I'll probably be in my third trimester. And so, um, it has been challenging. I mean, first trimester was very challenging, obviously, because I wasn't feeling myself. Um, I was actually maintained my workout schedule going three to four times per week, but it was like dragging. I was dragging my feet, just going through the motions, barely doing anything, uh, sleeping a lot and living on the popsicle bagel juice diet. (laughs) First trimester is literally the worst. And here's a good connection here is first trimester, you're eating a lot of carbs, right? Typically Mm -hmm. more processed food because you're trying to get as much calorie. Well, at least when I was in my first time, it's like, you're trying to get as much bang for your buck, as much uh, calorie dense food as possible. So bring on the croissants, the bagels, the pizza, the lasagna, right? Um, But this also, we can apply this to People that on the weekends tend to want to eat carbier processed food it, along with drinking. And oftentimes those foods, right, we have demonized them as bad. They're mm-hmm. bad foods. They they typically they're carby foods that contain more water. So we typically feel more bloated or sodium. And so it's like, okay, those bad foods we eat. Then we obviously get on the scale come Monday, see the scale go up, whether you're, you're in first trimester or not. Um, and then we see that scale go up and we tie those bad foods with, oh, weight gain. And then b- because you feel probably crappier because you've eaten those foods, mm-hmm. that immediately goes into, oh my gosh, those foods, those bad foods made me gain weight and I don't feel good and I automatically feel guilty. It's like those bad foods equals I am bad. Yeah. And so I, I know the first trimester, especially when I went through it, I was constantly like eating a lot of carbs and then I was hardly showing, but because I felt more bloated because I had tied, um, you know, carbs as like bad, I just felt, you just feel worse than you actually look. Yeah. Right. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You feel worse and you feel more tired because you're ready mm-hmm. with all the 
hormones going on. You already feel exhausted and then you're just living off that carb diet. You feel even more tired. Um, yeah. And so that was challenging because I had very little control over what was going on in my body. I didn't, I wasn't even able to maintain any habits that I have acquired over the years aside from, you know, working out. But I, like I said, I was barely doing anything and I was losing muscle mass. I mean, I could tell on my arms and my legs, um, just, you know, certain parts of my body that I was loose cause I wasn't eating enough protein. I remember, um, just to see where I was at for the day, I was eating a thousand calories, but it was literally all carbs. I was like 50 <laughs> grams of protein on a good day. Oh my goodness. And, um, finally, when I went over that hump I, and I got into second trimester, I felt so much better. And now I've been eating my, my protein goal consistently, but, uh, because I have lost that muscle mass, I mean, my body is just different now. And so kind of working through that and, you know, just accepting it. And also, you know, I wanted to highlight that if you are struggling with body image during this time, but you have established some really great foundational skills and habits under your belt after pregnancy, you're technically not starting over. You're starting at a place where you have much more knowledge and skills and tools under your belt to get to a place where you feel more confident about yourself. And so I'm not worried and I'm not nervous about post-pregnancy because I am really, I mean, I've been doing this for 10 years and I I have all of the knowledge and skills and tools that I need to get back to a place where I feel good. Um, so that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, it's really great to start before kids, before pregnancy, mm-hmm. if you can. Um, but uh, if you do get pregnant along the way, pregnancy is a fantastic opportunity for you to learn how to maintain your habits without focusing on weight loss. And that's also another thing too. I feel like a lot of women, they get pregnant and then it's like, oh, well, I can't lose weight. So I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop eating or not stop eating. I'm just going to stop, you know, trying to incorporate a lot of nutrients in my diet. I'm going to stop meal prepping. I'm going to eat out more. I'm going to move less. It's really tempting to do that because like I said, you don't have a lot of control over your body, but I mean, imagine how much more confident you're going to feel after pregnancy if you actually put in time and effort to maintain as much as you can during pregnancy. And so that's where I'm currently at right now. I'm really just focusing on still tracking my food intake as much as possible, tracking my protein, um, um, hitting at least seven to eight uh, steps per day, sleep, all of that stuff, all of the foundational skills that you need to be successful at any point of your journey. Seven to 8,000. You said seven to eight so, steps, but you, people, I know what you meant. 78,000 70, yeah, 70, steps, yeah, steps. Yeah, I'm only taking <laughs> seven to eight steps per day uh, from my desk to the kitchen. No, I'm just um, okay, so Alyssa, if you want to go into body image and really just yeah. kind of diving into like what exactly is body image and what is going on mentally when we're experiencing poor body image, that would be really great. Yeah, absolutely. So body image is both like the mental picture we have in our head of the way we look and the way we feel about ourselves when we look in the mirror. And so it actually typically has little to do with our actual like physical bodies and everything to do with how we feel about ourselves in that exact moment. And this is why it changes from day to day, right? Some days you can wake up and be like, I feel great. And then other days you're like, I feel like shit. (laughs) 
And so this is some questions I'll ask my clients because one of the things we really do is work closely with our clients when it comes to body image. Again, when you're changing your body, whether it be um, leaning out or gaining muscle, the process can be really difficult when we have these bad body image days. So some things I'll hear from my clients is like, I feel fat. <laughs> and how many times have you been with your girlfriend? They're like, I feel fat. <laughs> like, And here's the thing. It's is fat isn't a feeling. How are you really feeling? Like what is going on? What else is going on in your life right now? Um, typically what happens is we'll be fighting with our spouse. Our kids are acting out of control. Something at work happened. Um, we have all this, um, all these emotions and thoughts going through our head and our body's like the low hanging fruit that we can kind of pick on. So really asking like what else is going on and what might we be blaming our body for? Any comment there before I continue on body? No, I mean, I think that is true. I mean, I really wish I would have known these things uh, 10 years ago when I was struggling with body image because it's true. I mean, it's not, it's never about the body. It's about what else is going on in your life, what's lacking in your life Um, and typically we just bully ourselves into thinking that it's usually because like our bodies are typically like the one thing we feel like we should control. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, okay, well, finances are, are, you know, not great right now, or I'm feeling really burnt out and stressed at work, or I just had a fight with my spouse. So I'm just going to pick on myself and, you know, blame my body for the reason why these things are happening, which is not logical. It's, it's coming from an emotional place, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, just to kind of, you know, reiterate what you were saying, it really mm-hmm. just um, is coming from a place of lack of control in some other area. Mm-hmm. Of life. Yep, exactly. So it, it really does really have to do with our actual body or physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And this is why some women who are so, you know, don't feel confident, who aren't happy with themselves can be the thinnest people we see. And this is so interesting too, because sometimes I'll look back at myself at the smallest I was. And like right after, I remember, I think it was the first show. And I remember after my bikini competition, I was like eating and drinking and it, it just felt like crap. And this girl asked me, or we were, I was talking with this girl and I told her I just finished a, body, a bikini competition. I felt embarrassed. Um, and it was because of the way I was behaving. It was how I was eating and what I was doing rather than actually how I looked. And this is why you see um, maybe even plus size women really confident and the most sexy and the most happy um, with curvier bodies. And it just goes back to, again, it's really not about your body. It's what you're going through. And so here's some things you guys can do if you have hard body image days is one, practice gratitude. And I know I I get a lot of eye rolls. Sometimes clients will give me some eye rolls like, ah, but it doesn't have to be like, oh, I love my tummy when you hate your tummy, right? It doesn't have to be. Um, something super positive about a body part that you may not be so totally satisfied. It can just be like, hey, my tummy's holding me up today. My tummy helped me birth children. It held my babies. Um, and it could be a neutral like aspect of that particular body part. Um, or even something that you like about yourself. Like maybe you have great shoulders and that's okay to be unhappy with a body part um, and still be grateful for other things that your body can do. Oh my God. Yes, absolutely. It's so funny because all those years that I was struggling with body image, I was just hyper, hyper fixated on my midsection. Mm -hmm. I 
had a killer upper body, killer legs. Booty. All I cared, all I cared about was abs. That's all I cared about. You couldn't tell me nothing. You could not tell me nothing. And (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because over the years, I've actually switched that because I love my upper body and I love my legs. And so if I do catch myself perseverating over my midsection, I'm like, that's okay. I have awesome arms and real cool delts and a killer back and big ass. And, (laughs) you know, so I start complimenting myself and it helps a lot. And so really find, I mean, it doesn't always have to be physical appearance too, right? Mm -hmm. There's other aspects of ourselves that we love and care about. And, you know, um, you know, actually, I, I'm, I'm pretty funny. I'm, I'm pretty funny and I'm pretty intelligent. <laughs> you know, just keep giving yourself like, exactly. <laughs> Just list them out, baby. Yeah, Get a piece of paper and list all the things you love about yourself. So gratitude, right? Two would be, this is a big one too, avoid triggers. Like social media, doom scrolling, you can stop doing it. Just stop following people that maybe trigger you. You can mute people. You can unfollow people and start following people that you appreciate that are maybe more real um, and show other sides of the process of either bulking or leaning out or whoever, whatever sort of social media accounts that you love um, that bring you energy and inspiration versus criticizing and victimizing um, accounts, right? Like, I've definitely yeah. unfollowed my fair share of accounts. Oh, like yeah. That. Same. Like the path to goals. So if you're mm-hmm. listening, follow the path to goals <laughs> for more inspiring content. Um, there we go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so avoid triggers and then buy clothes that actually fit. This is so true with pregnancy too. This could be, you know, again, whether you're bulking or cutting and pregnancy. Mm-hmm. If you have clothes that are too small for you and they are squeezing the crap out of you, you're going to feel uncomfortable. You're pretty much feeling your the size of your leggings digging in all day. So of course you're going to get home at the end of the night and just look in the mirror and feel some kind of way when you've had this constant reminder of something constricting you all day. Oh, um, so that's a big one. That was a huge one for me recently, actually, because I was mm-hmm. avoiding I was avoiding buying pregnancy clothes, not because of the size, but because I'm cheap as fuck and I don't want to spend money on clothes that I'm only going to wear for a couple months. But it was just making me feel worse. It was right. making me feel worse. I hated all the clothes that I was wearing and it just made me feel less confident. So I was like, you know what, Shantae, suck it up. You're going to have to wear mm-hmm. these again in the future anyways. Um, and then now I'm wearing, you know, the, um, really light leggings that, um, the high-waisted that cover your belly and mm-hmm. they're super and comfortable and cute. And I could still wear my crop tops up top and it looks flattering and it's comfortable yes. and I feel so much more confident that way. <laughs> yeah. I've had clients going through a bulk and it, it's uncomfortable when you're trying to build muscle and you're wearing these tight, your old <laughs> leggings yeah. that fit you when you were doing a cut and it's just uncomfortable. Just get, just upgrade the clothes. Just here's, yeah. just, I had a just pair, do it. Um, I had different sizes for different seasons of my fitness journey. So I would have my bulking clothes in one drawer and then my lean, lean, lean clothes in another drawer. So sometimes you're ranging like two, three, four sizes up sometimes, depending on where you're at in your fitness journey. And that's a great opportunity for you to work on body image too. I mean, bulking seasons were definitely one of those where I was like, all right, let's get comfortable with being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. embracing that transition. Yeah. So definitely get clothes that feel good and then do things that make you feel good. 
instead of punishing yourself, like using the gym to punish yourself, do things that just make you feel good. Go on a walk, get outside, get in nature, hug your puppy, <laughs> do, do your favorite hobbies, do things that make you feel good, spend time with family um, instead of trying to punish yourself in a way that's not going to make you feel good. Yeah. So those are our tip, my tips, but I don't know if you have. No, those are great. I mean, I don't think I've, I have anything to add to that. Um, doing things that make you feel good is super important. That was actually me today. I, I went to go work out and I just had this like feeling like, oh, you should lift weights. You should lift weights. And then it just didn't feel good. So I just decided to do some low impact cardio and I felt amazing after. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I love those tips. Thank you for sharing. Um, so we definitely want to share some lifting during pregnancy myths and facts. This is super important. Yeah. Woohoo. Um, (laughs) I think, you know, women lifting heavy is still, you know, main, uh, gaining popularity, right? I think, um, it's a pretty new thing that we're seeing more women, um, over the years lifting weights, which is so exciting and amazing. Uh, even Kevin made a comment the other day when he went to the gym, he's like, it's funny because I'm seeing a, now I'm like the, the minority. I see more women at the gym than men. And so we're talking about that because, um, you know, just like even seven, eight years ago, it wasn't like that. Um, and so we're trying to like, okay, well, is it the time that you're going? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, we just couldn't really figure it out. But early in the morning, I mean, he is one of the only men there and it's just like a bunch of women's, which is wow. I, I think really cool. And so with that, um, we're seeing a lot more, or at least I am, I'm seeing a lot more pregnant women lift. And um, there's a lot of questions around the safety of lifting during pregnancy. And I think a lot of women avoid this because they're fearful of miscarriages or something happening to the baby or harming the baby in some sort of way if this happens. And, you know, this could be because, you know, doctors could, you know, one of the things that we hear a doctor say all the time, mm-hmm. you shouldn't lift more than 20 to 40 pounds, depending on your doctor. I've heard some ladies on my Instagram say, oh, my doctor told me not to lift more than 20 pounds. Some are saying 40 pounds. And so they're- My, my toddler is 35 pounds. Yeah. Like, give me a break. I'm carrying yeah. groceries, my toddler groceries. and a backpack. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> exactly. And so, I mean, at this point, I'm, they're usually older doctors, but I'm sure some younger doctors do this too. And it's just a liability issue. They don't want to be, get sued for, you know, um, telling women that it's okay to lift during pregnancy. Um, so it's really your responsibility to really understand your body, your fitness history, um, the research that's out there. So myth number one, lifting weights can harm the baby. The facts are lifting weights or engaging in strength training during pregnancy when done with proper form or under the appropriate guidance, this is really important, um, is generally considered safe. And there's a lot of health benefits for both the mother and the baby. So obviously, you know, for the mother, improve strength and endurance can help with labor and recovery. Um, And of course, this is um, 
a, a big might, right? Everybody's birth experience is so different and there could be so, all sorts of things that go on during mm-hmm. a, a labor experience. So I'm not saying this as like, if you strength train, then you will have a fantastic labor and recovery. I'm not saying that it's not a definitive thing, but if you do incorporate this in your life, you have a higher chance, I would say, than somebody who didn't move their body at all during pregnancy. Yeah, my labor, delivery, and recovery was amazing, and I lift, lifted throughout my pregnancy. So one yeah. testimonial right here. Yes, <laughs> yes hopefully I, I am too. Watch, all this stuff backfires on me after now. <laughs> no, stop. <laughs> um, let's see. So regular exercise, especially weightlifting is associated with improved blood flow to the placenta, which is super beneficial for fetal development. Um, lifting weights can obviously also improve stress management, and this is going to have a really great impact on the environment for the baby. So we always want to make sure that we're managing our stress as much as possible because, um, the hormones associated with stress can definitely impact the baby. And, um, we want to sure I'm pretty sure that's why Camila is so easygoing and chill. I had such a low stress. (laughs) That's not surprising coming from Alyssa. Alyssa is just naturally easy and chill. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm an anxious wreck all hours of the day. No, you're not. (laughs) Ask Kevin. (laughs) Ask Kevin. And so, um, I'm always thinking like, okay, must control myself. And then I get more stressed about controlling my stress. Um, Anyways, uh, another thing that it can help manage is reduce the risk of gestational diabetes. And if you're not aware, gestational diabetes is a form of diabetes that develops during pregnancy. So this is where you develop high uh, blood sugar levels. And this typically happens during the second or third trimester of pregnancy in women who did not have diabetes prior to being pregnant. Uh, I have my glucose tests coming up on Monday. So uh, what typically happens, it's called the glucose challenge test. This is usually the first screening test for gestational diabetes. And this is where you actually drink a sweet glucose drink. And then your blood sugar levels will be measured for about, um, I'm sorry, about one hour after drinking glucose. And then um, if your blood sugar levels are higher than normal, then you might be recommended for a follow-up test. So I have mine on Monday. I shall report back. What happened? <laughs> Good luck. Um, yeah, the right. drink is disgusting, by the way. It's so right. gross. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, but obviously, you know, strength training isn't the only variable that helps reduce the risk of this. Obviously, your nutrition has to be uh, optimal as well. So making sure that you're eating, you know, very similar to what you should be eating when you're not pregnant too, mm-hmm. uh, high in fiber, whole foods, uh, high in protein, uh, get, getting your omega fats in your healthy dietary fats. And I'm going to go into some more details a little bit later, uh, but going into myth number two, uh, I think I briefly mentioned this, but you shouldn't lift more than 30 to 40 pounds. So if you guys are not aware, uh, the American College of Obstetri- Obstetricians, that's it's a mouthful, obstetricians <laughs> and gynecologists, ACOG for short, um, they don't really specify a specific weight limit during pregnancy, but what they do emphasize on is um, how lifting affects your body. And you really want to um, consider comfort and avoiding strain or discomfort. So, I mean, this is pretty obvious stuff. If you're lifting and something feels off, it feels uncomfortable, you feel 
um, some sort of strain, especially in your pelvic floor or maybe lower back, then it might be a good idea to modify or, you know, do a little bit less on what you're doing and really incorporate more mobility to target those areas. Um, but I mean, this goes for anybody who's even not pregnant. You don't want to start lifting weights without any sort of professional supervision or guidance to teach you how these lifts are properly performed and to help guide you in a way that's safe and effective. Mm -hmm. Um, so lifting, um, heavy objects incorrectly or using improper technique is, um, actually more of a concern than the actual weight itself. Um, so that's comforting. If, um, if you are, haven't been lifting weights and you want to start lifting weights and you're pregnant, um, highly recommend that you do so under supervision, you know, getting a personal trainer, getting a coach who can really help guide you in incorporating these exercises into your lifestyle. So you can not strain your back or, you know, um, um, increased discomfort in any way. So for example, um, I don't know if you know of Tia Claire Toomey, Alyssa. Mm -mm. She is um, a CrossFit uh, champion, uh, six-time CrossFit uh, championship winner of the fittest woman on earth. Holy crap. She, she's amazing. She, just a fantastic athlete, but she just recently had a baby and she did all of her normal workouts CrossFit were, and you know, CrossFit's intense, mm. oh, yeah. um, but for her, she was conditioned for that. Like her body has already adapted to it. Her lifestyle, you know, supported that. And so she just kind of maintained what she had already been doing. And it was so funny because a few people sent me like her Instagrams of her working out when she was pregnant. They're like, she reminds me of you. And I'm like, I am nowhere in the same vicinity. <laughs> as Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. But that, like, we're just like, like I'm on earth and she's on Mars. Like we're in completely different worlds. Um, but I mean, I, I, I like the compliment. Uh, but I mean, my point in sharing this is like somebody like me, uh, who is used to just basic normal strength training, bodybuilding, things like that, you know, getting pregnant, I'm not going to like jump into CrossFit style training like Tia Toomey. Uh, you know, that's not like a really great time to start that. And so you really have to take an internal assessment on where your, your abilities, fitness, yeah, where your abilities are, what your fitness level is. And if you want to explore new styles of lifting, like I mentioned before, get some professional guidance uh, for that. I don't know if you want to add anything. Yeah, I, I definitely lifted through my up until Camila was here. Um, I just you, you do you can tell when things feel uncomfortable. I noticed when I loaded the bar a bit too heavy, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel so good. And I I did feel like I lost a little bit of my strength. Mm -hmm. So I just continue just to lift what felt good. Um, and you guys, if you're pregnant and you are currently lifting, you just want to avoid anything that's too jerky or jarring, um, jumping on and off thing, crazy things. Like any extreme sports, of course, are always caution. But if you, again, go to ACOG if, to get any um, information on that. Yes. ACOG is a fan. I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but ACOG is a fantastic uh, information database for women's health that is rooted in research. So they have a lot of evidence-based information when it comes to pregnancy and exercise during pregnancy. So I'll link their information in the show notes so you can access that. Uh, but myth number three, 
lifting weights can cause preterm labor or miscarriage. I think this is what everybody's biggest fear is, right? Uh, but fear no longer because there's no evidence to suggest that moderate weight lifting or strength training during pregnancy leads to preterm labor or miscarriage in healthy pregnancies. Um, again, we're really just focused on proper technique, avoiding overexertion, and of course, consulting with your healthcare professional. Probably it's best to talk to a healthcare professional who's up to date with <laughs> current research and who is knowledgeable in this area. Because like I mentioned before, it seems like the healthcare professionals are just recommending blanket statements to women, not even asking like, hey, what's your exercise history? What's your fitness level like? Um, so she didn't even ask me any of that stuff. She was just like kind of reading off of her script. Um, and so again, um, it's good to have a accurate self-assessment of like what you're doing and um, avoiding overexertion and um, making sure you're using proper technique. So with that being said, I mean, this is a good segue into nutrition. Um, there are definitely some essential vitamins and nutrients for baby development and growth. But again, you guys, I mean, these are all vitamins and nutrients that we should already be consuming in our diet before pregnancy. All of these things I'm going to list are in whole foods. For example, folic acid is a vitamin, and this is very essential to the development of the baby's neural tube. And some sources are dark leafy greens, vegetables, beans, lentils, whole grains, citrus fruits. Um, you're going to definitely want to incorporate that. Um, citrus fruits are obviously fantastic for first trimester because it's a faster digesting carbohydrate. It's very easy to digest. It's easy on the stomach. Uh, I remember I was basically living off that and bread. So from a <laughs> nutritional standpoint, um, you can know that you are getting some essential vitamins with citrus fruits during the uh, first trimester when you're not feeling your best and overly nauseous. Um, next we have iron. Um, so I swear Kevin thinks that I'm anemic because I'm always cold. He's like, you need to get tested. And I, I have gotten my blood work tested. <laughs> it's, it's all normal. I'm just fucking cold all the time. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, but obviously this is needed to prevent anemia and support increased blood volume during pregnancy. And you can find these sources and red meats, poultry, fish, beans, lentils, and dark leafy greens as well. Calcium, it's very important for baby's bone and teeth development. Apparently, you can confirm this, Alyssa, because uh, my cousin, who's a dentist, told me mm -hmm. that uh, the baby pulls calcium from your teeth and it can affect your teeth. <laughs> so, I, I had no idea. No. I, so, my husband's a dentist. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I, ask Fernando because that's what my cousin. Okay me and she said that I need to be extra um, proactive in consuming calcium vitamins because the baby is, or the baby's development is looking for calcium somewhere and, you know, hmm. it, um, pulls it directly from your teeth. Um, Jamie's little Jamie. leeches. <laughs> yeah. Those little leeches. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that is true or not, but something to look into. Um, obviously, some sources are dairy products, milk, cheese, yogurt, um, dark leafy greens, again, nuts and seeds. There's a there's a trend here of eating those mm -hmm. dark leafy 
grains, which is like ugh, my least favorite thing to eat ever. I'm not going to lie. It's like eating grass, but I eat it because it's healthy. You guys, you just pour some dress, some Caesar dressing and it tastes delicious. Yeah. I mean, I would rather <laughs> eat <laughs> I just like like a salad with dark leafy greens is just not my thing. I like like crunchy well-seasoned vegetables, but like a bed of lettuce just doesn't hit the spot <laughs> doesn't for hit me. the same. <laughs> <laughs> um, protein. So obviously this is so crucial for the baby's growth and development. Uh, highly recommend that you maintain eating at least one gram per pound of body weight in protein. Um, obviously you'll be gaining weight as you, you know, get bigger during pregnancy, but perhaps eating the amount of protein that uh, you weigh when you first got pregnant, that might be a good range. Some sources are lean meats, poultry, fish, eggs, dairy products, legumes, nuts, and seeds, um, omega-3 fatty acids. So this is so important and so essential for brain and vision development in the baby. Um, some of these sources are fattier fish like salmon and mackerel, uh, chia seeds, flax seeds, walnuts, um, and then vitamin D, um, this helps with calcium absorption and supports bone health. Um, again, some sources are fatty fish, eggs, ex- and of course, exposure to sunlight. So don't forget to take those frequent walks outside, ladies, get some sun in the morning, preferably. And then there's uh, vitamin C and vitamin A. So vitamin C aids in uh, iron absorption and helps with immune system. And then vitamin A uh, is really important for vision and immune system function as well. So again, if you are prioritizing whole foods, at least 80% of the time, you're going to be hitting all of these essential nutrients for you and the baby. I don't know if you want to add anything to that. No, I think you hit the nail right on the head. Just eat a well-balanced diet and then don't forget to add in the fun foods like the pickles and ice cream when you crave. <laughs> I don't know why that's a thing. I never had to, I, Hannah God did not have any craving throughout my, I was like, I just ate the normal things I ate before pregnancy. I remember, so. I remember I kept asking, what are you craving? What are you craving? And you're like, nothing. I'm just eating my normal stuff. Yeah. And I didn't have any consistent cravings. There were spurts of different cravings. So like one week. Well, I this was, was first trimester. First trimester is different. Cause it's like, you can, you can't eat anything. So it's like, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Yeah. But, I still don't crave it. I guess you're right. I mean, I don't really have cravings, but I had a lot of craving, a lot of different cravings in my first trimester. First, it was, I really wanted Mexican candy one night. (laughs) And I, I mean, I love Mexican candy just, you know, even before pregnancy, but it wasn't something that I kept regularly in my house. And so Kevin went to the store and got an entire bag of those. I I don't know what they're called, but they're uh, watermelon suckers with the chili. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know you hate those, but they're so Those good. To me. Favorite. Oh my gosh. I know. So good. And I just had one and they're still sitting there. Uh, with, you know, I have an entire bag of uh, Mexican candy that is just sitting there. Um, and then, you know, one week I was uh, craving spicy food. And another week I was craving just all fruits and citrus and popsicles. So, uh, yeah, it was definitely very interesting. But now, I mean, I don't really crave much other than mm-hmm. my normal 
ice cream at the end of the night. Um, (laughs) Anyways, uh, we hope that was helpful. I know we talked about a lot of things today, body image, um, strength training, myths and facts during pregnancy and nutrition. Um, That is all for today, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, We also want to let you know that we are going to be doing uh, Q&As. So we would love to hear from you. If you have any questions about your personal health and nutrition, uh, health and fitness journey, uh, maybe you're stuck somewhere. Maybe there's some information that you don't quite understand. Uh, we're going to be um, uh, providing a form where you can ask your questions anonymously and we can answer them on the podcast and really just share this knowledge so we can help you get on your path to goals. Uh, so- where can they find where can yeah, they find this so form? You can find the link in the show notes. And of course, in our link tree, in my link tree, in the Path to Goals. So if you follow us at the Path to Goals on Instagram, it'll be there. It'll also be in the show notes and in our Facebook group as well. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that, oh, Alyssa. That's nope. it. Good Thanks for go. listening. Thanks for listening. See you next time. All right. Bye.